Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. This is Community Update on Sports Radio 960 AM, WSBT. Good morning, I'm John Hoffman. The CDC and FDA gave approval November 19th for people ages 18 and older to get COVID booster shots. Anybody who got Pfizer or Moderna is eligible six months after the first series is completed. And anybody who got Johnson & Johnson is eligible two months after the single shot. Experts are urging people to get their boosters if they're eligible because we're entering into cold and flu season and people can use that extra protection. The coronavirus vaccine first emerged, the belief was that the two shots of Pfizer or Moderna would be enough. Over time, health experts like St. Joseph County Deputy Health Officer Dr. Mark Fox say they're seeing the effectiveness of the vaccine decrease over time. For young, healthy people who may not perceive that they're at very significant risk, we know that the protection drops off at six to eight months. So people that were fully vaccinated as late as May are now eligible to receive the booster. Dr. Jim Harris, research director at the South Bend Clinic, says needing a booster does not make this a bad vaccine. He says boosters are a common occurrence for many vaccines. We've seen that for years with the flu shot. We know that the flu shot's good for about four to six months and you start to lose your immunity then. But by then, the flu season's about over. We haven't seen that happen with COVID. The COVID just keeps on going and going and going. And Dr. Fox says there's no harm if you get it a little early, but the best time to get it is six to eight months after getting full immunity. We know that there's benefit to getting the booster as that protection drops off. There likely is the same protection, it just it hasn't been demonstrated if you jump the gun a little bit, but we also don't believe there's any downside or any harm to it. For somebody to get a booster, it makes it just that much less of a chance that they will get COVID and then spread it to somebody else. So Dr. Fox has gotten a lot of questions about boosters for people ages 12 to 18, and he believes the CDC will provide guidance on booster shots for that age group after the new year. WSBT 22's Erica Finke reporting. If you're traveling this holiday season, you are certainly not alone. Many have taken to the skies to be reunited with family and friends and enjoy a big turkey day dinner. There were concerns about long waits at airport security as a federal employee vaccine mandate went into effect last Monday. I spoke to a TSA spokesperson and she told me 93% of TSA employees are already vaccinated against coronavirus. The federal employee vaccine mandate was first introduced in early September. This gave employees 75 days to become fully vaccinated or inform their employer of a medical or religious exemption. Now families who missed out on getting together last year are making up for lost time. The number of travelers this Thanksgiving is expected to reach close to pre-pandemic levels. But TSA assures travelers that this new mandate cause, will not cause any delays this holiday season. About 93% of the workforce uh, has complied with the uh, federal employee vaccine mandate uh, to report. And so we do not expect that to impact 
our ability to screen travelers at all this Thanksgiving. Even though TSA does say that they will have enough workers for this holiday season, airports will still be busy, so experts do recommend to arrive early. Another tip, the federal mask mandate is still in effect, so don't forget your mask if you're flying this holiday season. WSBT 22's Ashley Dagger reporting. An estimated 48 million Americans took a road trip for Thanksgiving this year. Drivers are paying the highest gas prices in nearly a decade during the holiday. Many people were worried about traveling to family gatherings last year. 75% of Americans say that COVID-19 has had no impact on their holiday plans this year, according to GasBuddy. My uh, sister just had her first kid, uh, her firstborn and they just bought a new house. Kyle Sanchez is traveling from Elkhart to Chicago. The Wednesday before Thanksgiving is the busiest day for drivers with an estimated 48.3 million hitting the road. Traffic around Chicago is expected to be more than 300% higher than an average weekday. I haven't been able to see my family as much, so being able to see my mom, my sister, my girlfriend, uh, it will be nice to have a couple days off. Sanchez says gas prices won't stop him from seeing his nephew for Thanksgiving. Gas prices in South Bend were just under $2 a year ago. It'll be more than $3 a gallon this holiday season. During the pandemic, many of the crude oil and refineries slowed down their production, and they're still ramping up, ramping up, even though more people are getting on the road, whether commuting or traveling for holidays. Molly Hart is a spokesperson for AAA. Before driving, she says it's important to get your car inspected. Make sure the tires, battery, brakes, and wiper blades are working properly. She says a million people in Indiana are planning to drive for the Thanksgiving holiday. Wayne Clayton will not be one of those people. Instead, his family will be staying closer to home. Once we saw the gas prices rising, no, no more decision was needed to be made. It was way too expensive to drive where we wanted to drive. Now his son is heading home from Indiana University for some free turkey and family time. For anyone else planning a staycation for Thanksgiving, Wayne has this advice. Learn to like where you live. Find fun spots to do here. Hart says you can avoid congestion if you leave after 9 p.m. on Wednesday or on Thanksgiving morning. And if you do plan on driving, be patient, keep your eyes on the road, don't use your cell phone while driving, and bring an emergency kit. WSBT 22's Ronnie Doss reporting. Indiana will get a significant chunk of money from the recently passed federal infrastructure bill, but it will be spread out, some coming quickly, some more slowly over the 10 years the bill covers. About $7 billion comes to Indiana to boost federal highway funding for roads and bridges. About 25% of that money will go to counties, cities, and towns. $38 million in highway traffic safety funding amounts to a 29% increase over current federal funding for improving driver behavior and reducing deaths and injuries from car crashes. There's $170 million for airports that can be used for improving runways, taxiways, and airport-owned towers, terminal development projects, and noise reduction projects. And there's $673 million for Indiana to use to improve public transit, such as replacing old buses. There's also a pool of money Indiana and other states can compete for to do specific projects. The man who has ultimate authority over distribution of that money? Transportation Secretary and former South Bend Mayor Pete Buttigieg. A recall of Philips CPAP and other respiratory medical machines was issued back in June, but some people have only been notified this month. 
Edith Shepard of Elkhart received the letter from FDA more than a week ago. These devices help people breathe at night, so they are vitally important. Users have been told to call the number on the recall list and contact their doctor immediately. It's hard to sleep without it, but with it, it's going to make you sick, get cancer, and die. Phillips has recalled 20 different devices, some used to help people breathe. Edith and Ron are siblings and just received the recall letter yesterday. They're angry and say it may be too late. The recall list was issued in June. Edith's husband died this past year of symptoms similar to those on the recall list. He used one of the recalled machines. Now they are worried others are also being informed too late. If you have a machine like this, you need to right away contact your physicians. Stop using it. CPAP machines are used at night to help people who have trouble breathing or even stop breathing during their sleep. Philips Respironics CPAP and bi-level PAP devices made between 2009 and April 26, 2021 are being recalled for two reasons. First, the sound abatement foam used in these machines may degrade into particles and be ingested or inhaled. The second is that this foam may off-gas certain chemicals that can become toxic to the user. Without the machine, your body wakes up because you stop breathing for upwards of 30 seconds at a time. Without this machine, if you're prescribed a CPAP, if you have COPD or any kind of obstructive problem during your nighttime sleep, you can have a heart attack or a stroke. Edith isn't sure how many sleepless nights she may have, but this family wants everyone to be aware if you haven't received a letter to please check. WSBT 22's Ashley Dagger reporting. Residents of the River Springs Estates Mobile Home Park in Berrien Springs are upset about prolonged pipe issues they say were made worse by a 2018 flood. Residents tell WSBT 22 pipes underneath people's mobile homes have been bursting causing septic issues and releasing toxic sewage on their properties. On top of that, they claim people's homes have not been properly demolded, so some do have mold underneath their homes. They are seeking up to $3 million in damages. That's exactly what the previous manager told me tonight. She said the current owners don't respond to messages on any, for any of the residents and answer any complaints. Over, my shed is leaning over there as you will go around and see. And it was sitting in water. It's ruined everything in there. LaVon Hirsch's yard at River Springs Estates has been ripped up for months. Her water has been turned on and off for work on the pipes. Sometimes, if she's lucky, she says she gets a heads up. This whole street is, is a swimming pool when it rains. LaVon was one of the many residents affected by the destructive flooding in 2018. The water damage was just the tip of the iceberg for the mounting problems at this mobile home park. We have no levees. We have nothing to protect us from that lake and when they opened the floodgates. So now I don't think there's anything structured. Suzanne Clevenger and LaVon say they've tried to contact the new owners, our homes of America, about broken pipes, open sewage, and abandoned homes, but have not heard anything. I'm, I'm disappointed and ashamed that the manager, not the managers, the owners, 
don't live here, so they don't care what our park looks like. Now, some community members are ready to take legal action. Patricia Hoskins, the previous manager of the mobile park, is rallying people to file complaints to the Michigan Department of Licensing and Regulatory Affairs. I understand they're expensive to fix, and I understand they don't care to pay the prices that the one company, but they're band-aiding the issues. Brian Bixey, Berrien Township Supervisor, said the township is trying to help by getting the state involved and encouraging the owners to communicate with their residents. And the chance of losing their special use permit, um, and which that would mean that uh, all those residents that are living there would uh, have to find a new home, and that's not what we want to do. Hoskins says that once she gets all the complaints in, it's up to the state to step in. WSBT 22's Paige Barnes reporting. This past Monday, the Salvation Army gave out Thanksgiving meal boxes to families in need. It's the season of giving, and with Thanksgiving right around the corner, the Croc Center is making sure that families in South Bend can celebrate properly. Food, football, and family are said to be the key ingredients for a great Thanksgiving. But for some families in South Bend, the food part can be difficult, especially with higher costs. But that's where the Salvation Army is helping people out giving them all the makings for a Thanksgiving meal. Everything for a complete meal. So there is um, vegetables, green beans, corn, sweet potatoes. There's some mashed potatoes. Um, there's gravy, of course. And then there's something in there to make a dessert. And then a gift card so they can buy meat. In order to take advantage of today's help, families had to apply in the last couple months. And today, they came out in droves to receive these Thanksgiving boxes. <laughs> We're scheduling 30 to 40 people every half an hour, and so um, it's been pretty busy and pretty pretty good. And we just wanted to make sure that um, all the families that are in need would get something for Thanksgiving. In addition to volunteers, members of the South Bend Police Department also were in attendance to help assist with a cause they care deeply about. Because we unfortunately see it all the time, 24-7, 365, but closer to the holidays, uh, people's spirits are a little more down, especially with what's been going on the last couple years. So for us to be out here, uh, you know, any any little bit we can do, you know, certainly helps. Well, thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. For many families, today's giveaway is the difference maker, helping make the holiday a little more special. Because it's a help to me for my family, and I take care of my grandkids, and I want to always be the granny that I need to be to them for this is what real food is and it's a big help and it's a money saving thing also. Chief Ruskowski says that even though he's on vacation he wanted to make sure that this event was made a priority. WSBT 22's Leo Goldman reporting. The Pottawatomie Zoo will not have to worry about maintenance of its mini railroad train over the next five years because of a sponsorship agreement with Centier Bank. The South Bend Tribune reports the bank will have its name on the train attraction as part of a sponsorship agreement that will provide the zoo with $30,000 a year over the next five years. Zoo director Josh Sis calls it the largest multi-year sponsorship agreement in the zoo's history. He says it will allow money currently devoted to maintenance of the train to be used for other zoo projects. In 2021, the zoo spent some $20,000 on maintenance and upgrades to the train, which is among the first non-animal attractions at the zoo when it was first installed in 2004. Views and opinions expressed are those of the individual speaking and do not necessarily reflect the views of WSBT Radio, its staff, or management. Join us next week for Community Update on Sports Radio 960 AM, WSBT.
Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 